Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Now, the SDLP leader, Colm Eastwood, has said that he's happy to meet with the Green Party leader, Claire Bailey, uh, to discuss the potential for agreed candidates in a snap if a snap general election is actually triggered. So we're talking about... This suggestion from Claire Bailey, and Claire is on the line. Claire Bailey, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Your hope is that there'll be more representation from here across at Westminster for remaining in the European Union. Is is is, is that what you're trying to trying to achieve by your idea? Well, the Green Party voted uh, and campaigned to remain. We think that Brexit is a disaster for Northern Ireland. Um, but we're, not, we're much further on with that one now. Um, and we can see that the real threat of a potential no deal, um, our hard Brexit. And that's something that our people didn't vote for and certainly don't want. Um, so the offer to meet with other parties is really about opening up a discussion um, with other pro-Remain parties in the face of a potential snap election to see um, if there's a place or a space for agreement again between us. Because since the referendum in 2016, um, the parties that I've contacted, um, we have all been able to agree on issues before, such as the backstop, for example. And we were able to stand together side by side to represent the majority voice of the people in Northern Ireland. And given that these are extraordinary times, I feel it requires an extraordinary response. And the focus, if this election is called, if and when it is called, the focus really has to be about stopping a no-deal Brexit, um, securing a people's vote and dealing with the chaos at Westminster. Um, and that's really what it's, it, my um, intention is, just to scope out uh, the potential to see if there is some sort of space for cooperation and collaboration between parties who already agree on issues that will be at the fore for this election. Mm. I'm just looking at the definition of a general election, and it's entirely different from a referendum. You're, you're, you're trying to rerun a referendum that's already been lost. Well, I'm not trying to rerun a referendum, but I would love to see um, another referendum called, um, and that's for the people's vote, and that's something that we've called for since the the 
previous referendum, um, we can see that the, the the first referendum in 2016 completely split the UK, not just in devolved regions, but within the population as well. And since then, we've had no agreement at Westminster. We have had no agreement on the way forward. We can see that the parties are splitting, that people are leaving parties. So it's an absolute mess that we have been faced with over the past uh, few years. We've had our businesses telling us that a Brexit is no good for Northern Ireland. We've had our farmers telling us that Brexit is no good for Northern Ireland. Our trade unions um, and our children's future as well in leaving the EU. So I'm not about rerunning a referendum, but I do support a people's vote because when politics cannot agree, when politics cannot meet anywhere to move forward, and when we continue in this stalemate, I honestly believe that the best way forward is to go back to the people. That's called democracy. Let them have their say again because democracy didn't die after that first referendum. We've had a series of elections that haven't moved us any way forward. Um, so why not to give the people another say. You're certainly ganging up on the DUP. Well, uh, the DUP um, have entered a pact with the Tory party for the past... Um, since 2017 um, at Westminster. And it's not about ganging up on one party. It's about being able to represent the voice of the people in Northern Ireland. And so far, we've had Lady Sylvia Herman at Westminster, the only voice elected from here, being able to stand up for the people's voice here. Um, so if we're to face another snap election, um, you know, let's not forget that this is uh, Boris Johnson and his hard Brexiteers who have led us to this point um, with Dominic Cummings and Rhys Mogg um, and they're really determined to get us out of the EU with a no deal and we all know um, through even the Yellow Hammer papers that were released how bad that impact is going to be on Northern Ireland so I would really if there's going to be a snap election we need to sit down and look with clear eyes you know this is not about party uh, interest this should not be about particular candidate interest this should be about the interest of the people in Northern Ireland the best interest of our future and that needs to be represented so how would the pacts actually manifest themselves? Would the would the plan be? And I, you know, you, you hear at the at the at the water fountain, or indeed the person sitting beside you on the bus working it out in their in their own heads. And the the suggestion being that in in South Belfast the SDLP would stand, and in East Belfast the Alliance Party would stand, and in North Belfast. Sinn Féin would stand and they, they, they wouldn't be opposed so they would go up against Emma Little Pengelly in South Belfast go up against Garth Robinson in in uh, East Belfast and up against Nigel Dodds in North Belfast so uh, Sinn Féin's candidate would, w- could possibly win in North Belfast the Alliance candidate could possibly win in East Belfast and the SDLP's candidate could possibly win in South Belfast Next, is, that gets rid of three DUP MPs. Is, is that is that what mo- is motivating you? Well, what's motivated me is cooperation and collaboration in extraordinary times, really. Um, so I'm not going in to meet anybody with a plan about what I think should happen. Um, the, the numbers game will be... Um, something that we do need to look at to see where the votes are, how we can collaborate and how we can affect different outcomes um, and that's what I'm willing to discuss as I say, I'm not going in with a plan to say, here's what I think should happen every party and every person will have their own issues or their own plans um, and bring other things that perhaps I haven't thought about to that table as well and that's what the meeting is really about, it's about opening that discussion, having a listen having a think and see if we can reach an agreement, now I am not um, expecting that over our 18 constituencies that that 
is a possibility. But I do believe that because we, as four parties, have come together before, um, we have stood shoulder to shoulder, we do agree on a lot of issues. So let's have a wee look at where we do agree and see if we can drive that forward a wee bit further and put the interests of the people in Northern Ireland forward because what we're looking at is absolute chaos. I mean, there are extraordinary times happening at uh, Westminster um, and we need to you know, see if there is something we can do collaboratively to combat that in the best interests of our future. Yeah, by the way, I think I rechristened uh, Mr. Robinson and called him Gareth as opposed to Gavin, but uh, he'll, he'll understand. Um, the, 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 the feedback that you're getting from the other parties, the SDLP seem, they seem, they seem open enough to it, just with the immediate reaction from their leader. Uh, the Alliance Party don't have a track record for uh, pacts. And if there was a pact in North Belfast and it came down to, for instance, John Finucane against Nigel Dodds, that is, that is a straightforward sectarian headcount, isn't it? Well, I think that's the other thing that we need to look at. We need to start stepping outside of sectarianism and looking at the best interests of ourselves. Um, So, again, I'm going to go back. I'm not trying to pick candidates. I'm not trying to pick people because they define themselves as nationalist or unionist. I don't do that. My party don't do that. Neither did the Alliance Party as well. But what we can do and what we have been able to do over the past few years is stand together on agreed issues such as the backstop, such as the, the outcomes of Brexit. We've been able to stand up and represent the voices of our farmers, of our businesses when they're telling us that uh, a, a no-deal Brexit, a hard Brexit or indeed Brexit in any way, shape or form is not good for Northern Ireland. So it's a conversation based on that rather than, you know, sectarian headcounts, which is just something I don't even want to get into. It's about representing the voice, having the strongest voice possible in these urgent and emergency times. I mean, this is chaos at Westminster. Um, and again, you know, what I, the feedback that I have been getting over the past few years is that people really feel that they're not being heard, they're not being represented at Westminster, um, because all we have is Lady Sylvia Herman, who's done a great job so far in standing up for what the people in Northern Ireland voted for, what the concerns being brought forward have been saying, and representing that there. So my focus is really about strengthening those voices in these extraordinary times. You know much point then and get involved in a pact with Sinn Féin because they're not going to be there. Well, Sinn Féin's abstentionism is really a matter for them. Um, I can't imagine for one second that they're about to change that policy, but that doesn't mean that they can't affect change in, in other areas as well. I mean, since the, fo- since the referendum, the four remaining parties have come together where possible, as I say, to work together, and I see no reason to stop that now, and that's really what I'm focusing on. I'm not advocating for a party or a candidate. I'm just asking for a discussion and consideration and continued cooperation to see if we can maybe we put forward a stronger voice have a wee look at ourselves collectively because I do under I do believe and, and again feedback that I'm getting is that we really need to work hard to try and restore some sense of integrity honesty, faith and trust in our politics and in our leaders people are desperate for mature political responses right now and I think that it's uh, incumbent on us all to sit down and have a look at that, maybe step outside the adversarial politics and the tough talking that it usually brings around um, election times and see if right now for this time that we can find some sort of collaboration and go forward together for some sort of outcome that will represent people. I'm putting people before party here and I think that um, I'd really encourage others to think the same. Will the Green Party be prepared not to field candidates? 
the Green Party are prepared to have the discussions and that's all I can say to you at the minute. There is no agreement. We haven't had the discussions in any depth with anyone. I've simply put out the offer but I do think that the discussion is really worthy of having and if I can do anything to try and move us away from this chaos, from this hard politics uh, and from the potential of a no deal, I will do anything that I can because I think that it's urgent. Um, We are also facing a climate crisis. We were told in 2017 that we have 12 years to work hard to avert um, catastrophic changes. We've already lost two of those years sitting here with a Brexit chaos and the Westminster chaos. Um, I don't think that we have any for any more time to allow this to continue. Something different has to happen. We can't keep doing the same and expecting different outcomes and I think that we have emergencies to be looking at and we need to be able to move forward in the best interest um, of ourselves. Uh, and finally and, and briefly Claire, what, what has the reaction been from the parties that you've written to? We, we get an understanding of uh, Colm Eastwood but what have the others said to you? Yes, call me sweet is more than happy to meet. I heard Michelle O'Neill yesterday saying that Sinn Féin are open for discussion as well um, and I'm still waiting to hear if if Lance would like any any discussions or any meetings. Okay. I haven't heard anything yet. Claire Bailey, leader of the Green Party, thank you very much indeed. I want to speak to a couple of commentators who in recent times were very much involved in the uh, political scene and they were uh, public representatives. Uh, first of all, uh, Nelson McCausland. Nelson McCausland, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, do, do you think Claire Bailey is ganging up or trying to get everyone to gang up against the DUP? Well, uh, I think that the fact that the proposal has come forward from the Green Party, um, which in uh, Claire Bailey's own constituency there in South Belfast has around 5% of the vote, really um, indicates that this is probably not going to have very much uh, of an impact. Um, It is clear that she's bringing together parties that are um, anti- When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
the unionist and non-unionist and ambivalent um, on the union. Um, but I think it, it's going to run into great difficulties. Um, there are issues around negotiating a pact, there are short-term issues for political parties, there are longer-term issues, and there's also the question of how the voters will react. Um, and so I, I think that um, it will be a very, very difficult thing for them to do. Um, she's got a, a polite response from the SDLP and Sinn Féin, and that's what you'd expect, because no one wants to be the person who says no in these situations. But you've got to remember... Parties like Sinn Féin there are looking at this, first of all, in the short term. They would look at the impact on uh, what would be their total vote across the constituencies because that's something that um, analysts and commentators look at, uh, journalists look at. What's the total vote across Northern Ireland for Sinn Féin? And therefore the question would be, well, uh, if we were to step aside in a constituency, um, what impact would that have on that total vote? And also issues around... Stepping aside in an election, what impact does that have on your party workers, your party morale, your party supporters? Um, also, if you're talking about packs, you need to be looking in the short term at uh, negotiating them. Where's the trade-off? Um, one party may want to stand aside in one constituency on the basis that they're allowed to have a free run in another constituency or whatever. I don't see how that works on the sort of basis that she's talking about. There's the longer-term impact because... Um, if you look down at future elections, people get into the habit of voting for a party. And if you do step aside uh, for another party or for um, in a PR election, maybe for other parties, the question then becomes, do your voters lose the habit of voting for your party? So it breaks a habit that has certainly often been formed by people who will say, to you, well, uh, you know, my father voted this way, I will vote this way, we've always voted this way. There's a pattern that people form. Uh, and I think also the, the other thing to bear in mind with this is the reaction of voters. There is generally, um, I think, the case that if you got 60, 70% of people doing what they're asked to do <laughs> um, at elections, you're doing well. Vote management shows that. Parties try to organise their vote management. It doesn't always work out by any means the way that they hoped. And uh, we've seen elections here in Northern Ireland in the past where um, there was an attempt at the Unionist Pact in um, Fermanagh and South Tyrone, and again, you saw there's some Unionists staying at home. Uh, in other cases, that doesn't happen. Uh, and, and it's harder to create a pact if you have a situation where you have parties that are widely divergent on all sorts of issues. It's actually easier, I suppose, in some ways than unionism because the gap between unionist parties is lesser than the gap between all of the, the non-unionist parties. You know, the, the, you can have people who are on the more conservative side of the SDLP, people who are on the radical left of the Green Party or people before profit or whatever. So it, it, it is very, very uh, significant and, and important um, to keep in mind how will the voters react to this so with all of those issues in mind I, I think that her uh, initiative is one that may not uh, have a great impact and I think is possibly somewhat naive Unionists have had pacts other than in Fermanagh South Tyrone of course and, Indeed. and unionists are <laughs> more likely to have a pact this time round than anything that Clara Bailey can uh, muster from those who are uh, more in favour of the, of the backstop, shall we say, because uh, we're almost expecting unionists to have a pact. 
Well, it will depend very much on constituencies. There are constituencies where it won't really matter because uh, it is so overwhelmingly unionist, certain constituencies in the east of the province where um, it's so overwhelmingly unionist that no matter which unionist run almost, there there will always be a unionist MP uh, returned in those constituencies. Um, In other cases, there's hardly an issue because you might have a constituency where one unionist party has 90% and more of the unionist vote and the other has less than 10% and the end result then is that people naturally will gravitate towards uh, the the larger party because that's the one that's going to take the seat. So these are things that people look at constituency by constituency. That's how parties will look at it. Um, And I, I, I don't really see what Claire Bailey really is bringing to the table. Nancy McCausland, uh, thank you. Let me ask uh, Dahi McKay what she's bringing to the, the table. I, I, anything, Dahi? Um, Sinn Féin seem, well, they seem as if their ear is open to it, at, at least. Yeah, I think all the parties that um, she is reaching out to have have an ear open, but uh, what, I, what I do agree with Nelson is that uh, very often in these cases, party interests will, will come first. Um, but to counter that, there's certainly a public appetite, um, and uh, especially in constituencies like South Belfast, where there was um, some calls for a pipe last time round, and you had the end result where the DEP took the seat there as a result of all the other Remain parties uh, being divided. Um, but on the back of recent opinion polls like the one we've seen this week from Lucid Talk, uh, the places that the Alliance Party, on the back of its recent surge in a very good position in places like East Belfast and South Belfast, there'll be a few people within the Alliance Party who, who will say, why would we enter into a pact now that we're actually on the cusp of making some real advances? So it, it might not be those constituencies where some of these parties are in a prime position to perhaps take the seat directly off the DUP, such as South Belfast um, and North Belfast. But there are other constituencies, um, such as North Down, where Sylvia Herman only had a majority of around 1,200 last time. But if you were to tally up the Remain Party's votes in that constituency, she could potentially gain another six to 7,000 votes. Uh, and another uh, sort of the more the mid-constituencies, such as East Derry or Upper Band, the likes of Sinn Féin, SLP and Alliance are in less of a position to take the seat themselves, so they may be more open to a pact in those kind of constituencies. So there's ego and image of party that will be put before the desire to beat Boris Johnson. Well, I mean, the point that was that Claire Bailey did make was that these are extraordinary times, not only in terms of Irish politics, UK politics, but but internationally, there's there's the growth of, of, of populism, and uh, we need to look at things uh, in a much different way than than, than we have in, in the past. So I think that parties need to look beyond their own uh, self-interest and look beyond the total tally of votes they get um, or their their agenda to to grow their vote in the constituency time after time. Things things have changed, and perhaps. This is a challenge um, on the Remain side um, that they really need to be more pragmatic uh, to get a better end result um, for what is their political objectives in terms of 
remain in terms of getting a, a special deal um, for the North uh, in terms of whatever a post-Brexit scenario is going to, to, to be. And I, I'm sure there are people within the political parties uh, that are involved in this that, that would uh, like to see a more pragmatic approach uh, taken, but there, there's always that party self-interest, which unfortunately uh, overrides in a, in a number of cases and actually leads to a, a worse political outcome for those parties overall. So I do think that we need to see some new thinking um, amongst the parties involved here uh, compared to the approach that they took in 2017. Would Sinn Féin be particularly interested in at this time around, say, pulling Marcin O'Mullier out of South Belfast in return for a free run for the likes of John Finucane in North Belfast? The the beating of the beating of the DUP in North Belfast and the 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 possibility of winning that seat that that would mean a lot to Sinn Féin, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean historically. Sinn Féin would have been more open to a poll uh, on the nationalist party side um, than the SDLP in the past, and there was um, that exchange between the two parties over the two constituencies are from outside Throne and South Belfast that, that actually led to uh, the SDLP vote collapsing in Fermanagh South Throne a number of years ago. Um, so the, the SDLP will be weary uh, of entering into a pact um, and probably probably won't entertain what would be seen as as a nationalist party pack, uh, and also the alliance party um, would be probably the uh, least enthusiastic, I would say, of of entering into a, a pack of this nature of all the four parties concerned. And why is it um, that why so is it that the the alliance party are less willing? Is it because they see sectarian headcounts? They would see Nigel Dodds up against the likes of John Fanuke in North Belfast. If they stood back from North Belfast, they would feel that they were participating in that. Even even if they had an advantage of 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 Gavin Robinson maybe being challenged by the alliance candidate in in East Belfast, they they're not prepared to play ball on that. Is that is that just a, a, an issue of principle with them? Yeah, even if Alliance approached this in a, in a genuine way and wanted to see uh, Remain candidates return to different constituencies from, from the different parties, uh, they, they will know that their political opponents uh, and, and the more unionist constituencies such as East Belfast will, will try and use that against them. Um, so they will not be making any steps, I would imagine, without, without a lot of thought. And uh, I suppose... Um, what would be uh, a more likely outcome would be a pack where there would be independent candidates um, as opposed to uh, uh, carving up the constituencies within different parties. So out of the discussions, you're more likely to see some agreement around a constituency in North Down was an independent MP as opposed to dividing three or four constituencies up amongst the, the, the parties concerned. Some sort of uh, agreed, so agreed candidate? Is that some sort of punter that we don't know uh, the name agreed, of yet that uh, we have to find between now and whatever date? Yes. Uh, and, and of course, uh, in recent days, people have suggested that you know, we now have a lot more prominent, prominent speakers um, in favour of either Remain or a special deal for the North coming from the farming community, coming from the business community. Uh, looking at this very much in an economic sense uh, and not making any reference to um, unionism or nationalism per se. So there may be candidates out there 
that the parties uh, all have have a have a gra or a, a relationship with um, independent candidates that may be able to be seen or found to be acceptable to all of them. But like I say, at, at this moment in time, a PAC looks unlikely. But if there is to be one, it would be more likely to be one involving independent candidates than parties stand on the side uh, and perhaps not being able to re-establish sales and constituencies at the next election after that. Okay, Dahi Mackay, thank you very much. Dr. McCausen, thank you as well. One thing for sure, uh, this general election seems to be a one-issue general election. It'll be about nothing but Brexit. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.